You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. They seem to have really unusual names. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Celtics have the rebound. Kyrie, right-hand dribble. A little slack drive. Teague is there. Kyrie turns, fades. Money! (laughs) Kyrie, get in the house! Get in the house! Stop! When we moved the ball, you know, I thought we got good looks. We shot the ball pretty well. 109 points. That's enough to win. You know, it's... uh, it's our defense. We have to understand how hard and physical you have to play. You know, I think that's the, the difference right now between us being a really good team and, you know, being a good team. It's just, you know, I look at them and the physicality of, in which they play, it's, it's the difference. You know, like we can score. We score plenty. But, you know, it's the, it's the defense until we get that figured out. It's going to be tough. Uh, here's a tweet from Eric. You know, we should just create a little bin to put all these tweets in. I think they're going to come flowing in over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Eric chimes in. I've been an ardent Wiggins defender, but this season has been making it next to impossible to continue to do. Really agreeing with almost all of your Wiggins takes now. We should almost just have like a, I don't know. Like a, a Wiggins. Like an I'm box sorry, almost. Sorry, uh, I'm sorry, coming over to your side of the, the fence. Wolves thought for you, and uh, I want to see what you what you think about this because I last night it was more evident than ever. Would you take Jimmy Butler out of the equation, and they just can't get over that six or seven point deficit? They can't play enough defense. Like he's he means, and he would mean a lot to any team, but particularly to the Wolves. And that I don't think the coaching and the structure and the culture and the system and everything around Towns and Butler, mm-hmm. I don't think. It's influential. Like I, I think almost everything outside of Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler is replaceable. And, and I mean, Taj is having a good year, and and Teague has been a lot better lately. And you know, and there's like Bielitsa had a good game last night, but it feels like the Wolves have 38 wins solely because of how good Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler are, with sporadic help from teammates and maybe a, a coach here and there. I mean, if you if you were to take everything but Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler, and just strip it away, and reshuffle in a bunch a bunch of random NBA caliber players that are different, and then like a, a random NBA coach, you, you'd have thirty eight wins. Like the, you have two of the best twelve players on the planet, you're gonna have thirty eight wins. You're gonna have the six feet at least in the Western Conference. You wouldn't say that about Steve Kerr or about Greg Popovich. In this case, the parts are greater than the sum, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, that's, that's what deep. I watch every single night. Like, you should you should get more out of what you have than well, wouldn't you hope, 38 okay. wins to this point. Back up for a, a second here on that point. Wouldn't you have thought, and this is what struck me last night, I would have thought by now that Butler's influence on this entire roster, like, let's just say they tune out Tibbs. They don't care, which, which is unfortunate, but certainly can happen with a head coach. Wouldn't you think by now this team would be influenced by Butler? I mean, Butler's a guy who, in that locker room, how many times throughout the course of this year has been disgusted with defensive performance and has talked about, I mean, there have been times when he's had good offensive games 
And whether he's being completely truthful or not, the reporters have shown up to talk to him, and he just talks about defense. He said, and there were times he said, "I don't want to talk about my offensive exploits. I want to talk about either the fact that we played good defense or didn't." Wouldn't you think that that would rub off a little bit on guys? I see. Last night, I didn't see it at all. I mean, Boston, Boston was the blueprint for what Jimmy Butler wants. Forget tips. Boston played the style of game, and they're they're a more talented team. But I'm saying all the intangibles that they carry is the blueprint for what Butler talks about. And you would think that there would be a few wolves who that would rub off on, and and Gibson might not be included because I think Gibson has his own ideas of how to play and is a veteran. He's been very good, and he's yeah. been very good, and he's been a pleasant surprise. But when you're talking about Carl Anthony Towns, Wiggins, T, go down that list, and. Butler's influence with him gone now is zero. That's what's weird to me. Like there's no there's nobody getting through to this team. Yeah. I mean the head coach or the star the player. The thing is when you you take Kawhi Leonard, the best one of the best players in the world. He's one of the top 5 or 10 players in the world. You take him off the Spurs. And it's it's not like they have a bunch of all-stars that are filling in the space around him to to keep that team, you know, in the hunt for a 3 seed. You take one of the best players in the world off that team for basically the entire season, and because they're so well coached, they all buy in defensively to an offensive system and sharing the ball and moving the ball, and they're all just like they're all about the team and they're all about the sum. And there's just not that same feeling when you watch the Wolves, but they're good enough because because they have these individual flashes of talent. Like Towns, right now, I'm going to go a little uh, sabermetric geek on you here. There's only one player in the NBA that has more wins. Or win shares, I guess, as you put it in the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, than than Towns. It's James Harden. Now, if you gave me a pen and paper and said rank the best players in the NBA in order, I think I would take LeBron James over Carl Anthony Towns. But it just shows you how good he's gotten. Efficient offensively, he shoots from three. His defense has gotten better. He blocked a good couple shots last night. Uh, altered some shots. He he took over a chunk of that game in the second half, right out of the gate in the third quarter, and and they almost got back into it. But it just feels like a bunch of guys who are trying to play their own solo. Like if they were a band, everyone's trying to elbow each other out of the way to get their own riff in, right? Yes. They're not trying to make the collective sound uh, resonate and with the audience. Defensively, they don't care. It's either that That's or they the just like don't, they buy don't buy in to care. Yeah, it's weird. It's but I mean, the Celtics guy. they they came back in in the second half last night, and there were times where I think they got the lead. I think they got it as close as five and seven at some points, Phil. And you said okay. What you need to go down to now is get a stop. Get one stop. Yeah. They never did it. For the most part, they never got that stop. Yeah. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Hey Ben, you're on the show. Hey guys. Hey, I uh, watched that whole game last night. We know that the, that the Wolves can't play defense, but there was a couple of times that Wiggins did drive to the basket and looked excellent. What my question is, why can't Tibbs make him do that or or push that on him to say, hey, this is your forte, instead of standing out there on the top of the three-point line and, and throwing up junk. Yeah. That's my question. Ben, it's a, it's a great question, man. I mean, it's like it's no a rhetorical idea. question. But here, So here's the argument, and, and we asked that question to John Krasinski, who covers the team, and so okay, why is Wiggins shooting eight three-pointers last night? And that's a shot that, I mean, the Wolves aren't, maybe at the front of the pack analytically, but it doesn't take an analytical genius team to figure out that Wiggins is not a great outside shooter percentage-wise. He's ne- he's never really been. Last year, he was closer to average. This year, he's back down. He should not be taking eight three-pointers in a game. That's, a de- that's just a death knell for your offensive chances. 
Well, the comeback to that is Boston defensively is really good at filtering players to where they want you to shoot. And the Spurs have been great at this for two decades where they're just going to like, they're not necessarily going to block the most shots or get the most steals, but they're just going to set their defense up in a way, their team defense to target this guy and that guy and make them shoot shots that they're not comfortable with. Kind of like in baseball. You know what? That hitter is really comfortable up in the zone. I'm going to throw him down and in over here. Well, that shouldn't be the end of the adjustment chess match, right? Well, I guess I can't hit that pitch, yeah. so I'm just screwed. Well, I guess that's the only well, shot that I can get off now. And so if this was just a, I'll converse, just jack a conversation about Boston, you you might say, okay, that that was not a great night, and you'll adjust to it. But it wasn't. Yeah, this is his night all the time. Yeah, six five one six four six eight two five five. Ed, the floor is yours. I will not interrupt you. And I'm sorry are. for jumping down your throat like a month ago. Oh, you did. There was a, there's enough there's enough hashtags probably, for you. Hi, Ed. I, are you mad at me? I, I'm not mad at you, but mad. there's there's okay. enough pray for Ed hashtags that you deserve a platform to speak your I'm mind on you sports. Can speak. I, I'm listening to you, and all, every day for the past month, all we've heard is how poor Wiggins is, and how bad this is, and how bad that is. Let's go back and trace it to Glenn Taylor's moves. Maybe what he did is he picked the wrong coach and he picked the wrong player to pay astronomical figures to. And, uh, you know, if he's that bad, why don't they do something with him? Every day I listen to you and I, I'm a regular listener and it's the same thing. One day he may, one day a month he may get 30 points and then the next eight games he's horrible. And let's trace the real fault. Could it be with Glenn Taylor and what he's done and what he's messed up with? I realize he's a billionaire, but he still should put a good program on for us to watch. So you can talk now. I'm sorry to bother you. <laughs> no, no. Bye, Ed. Ed, thank you. You do not, you do not bother Ed us. Ed, listen to our Appreciate show it. that much? Oh, Ed's a P. Yes. Ed's okay, that's good, Ed. But we, we rip Glenn Taylor consistently. And we he do. and he deserves it. Oh, um, you have to attack Ed like that. Well, but I mean, we've been talking for two days now about the fact that Glenn that Glenn made it very clear that he was going to sit down with Andrew and they were going to have a long discussion and he was going to look Andrew in the eye and say, "Well, we need much more from you to get this max contract. Am I going to get more?" And uh, clearly, Andrew said, "Yes, you are," and clearly he is not. Yeah. So this is not. We have never been easy on Glenn Taylor. Like there are some. God, it, it would, the, the problem is when you have a bad owner, there's nothing you can do. You can, we we all agree that Glenn Taylor over over 20 years has been one of the worst owners in major team sports in this country. He ha, he just has been. Like the 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 Browns collection of owners is probably the worst. Donald Sterling was atrocious with the Clippers. Uh, the Lions have been poorly run up until more recently for a long time. But like Glenn's on that list. If you're going to take the 120 ish professional team sports uh, of hockey, basketball, he's in the bottom 10. We agree. The problem is, what are you supposed to do? He owns the team. So I think we can we can tee off. Andrew Wiggins taking better shots is more fixable than Glenn Taylor being a terrible owner, is my point. Like, you can get to the go get to the rim more often. I can't tell Glenn Taylor, be better at well, identifying talent my- or... 
or uh, leadership. Here's my question for Glenn. Did Glenn really think, okay, so so you had an opportunity uh, in the offseason at some point to either make the trade with Chicago that would have sent Wiggins and Dunn to the Bulls in the Butler trade, or you actually had the opportunity when the guy who was on the floor against you last night submitted a piece of paper to the Cleveland Cavaliers and said, these are the teams that I'll be traded to, and it included the Timberwolves? You had the opportunity to start trade discussions with the Cavs at that time, with Wiggins being the, the key to that deal. And Glenn, it sounds like in both cases, told Tibbs, you're not going to trade him. So by the time that he sat down and said, I need more, if you're Wiggins, you're like, hey, dummy, you already committed to me. Yeah. So did Glenn really think by that point that that was going to make a crucial difference that you were sitting down across the table from the kid and saying, now I need more, when you twice passed up the opportunity to trade him when there is a, it sounds like there is a good chance that Tibbs said, you know what, let's trade him. Let's trade him and get Butler. Let's at least explore trading him back to Cleveland and get Kyrie Irving? Yeah, I think Doogie's hunch on that is right, that the Boston package wound up being so great. And then, of course, like... Isaiah Thomas was a bust in Cleveland, and they wound up trading. Now, they kept the Nets pick, but to get everything they got from Boston, it's possible that even if you offered Andrew Wiggins and then maybe the number 7 pick that you wouldn't have landed Kyrie Irving. But for the owner to come in and say, no, I'm going to be the reason why this conversation stops, is so incompetent yes, and so ludicrous. And then I'm going to talk to the player and make sure that he's committed. Yeah. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500 from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Pray for Ed. Your hashtags worked, everybody. Mackie and Judd are back. Here it is. On 1500 ESPN. Reckless speculation. Dude, okay. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. This Royce, he has to be so... Drew Brees has played his last game with the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> it's ticked off right now. This is great. All right. That is not out of context at all. Not even close to out of context. It's potentially very true. <laughs> so earlier in the show, we brought you a pro football talk article, Mike Florio, who's he actually is a great reckless speculator. In fact, if we had a Mount Rushmore of reckless speculators, Mike Florio's picture would be on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does a lot of this stuff on pro football talk, just pontificating about mm-hmm. hypotheticals. And he said, yeah, it's kind of interesting that Drew Brees has had two months to sign a contract with the Saints and hasn't, and now the free agency window opens up on March 14th. And as he put it on their website, Drew Brees can start to talk to teams on March 14th. He can't in the tampering window, but he can on March 14th. However, here's the follow-up tweet 23 minutes ago. According to both the NFL and NFLPA spokesman George Atala. Drew Brees can negotiate with teams as of Monday during the tampering period. Drew Brees can negotiate with teams on Monday. I feel like Skull Vikings. Speculation. There you go. Brees out there. Fans chanting Skull. Well, let me pose this question to you, all right? So, whether he's waiting for... Birds (laughs) dying. Oh, my God. (laughs) Another bird died. All right, here's my question. Drew Brees has had two months to sign with the Saints. 
So he's either waiting to talk to other teams and his agent to try and just like see what else is out there. Hey, I'm whatever. I'm single. I'm free agent. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's that he's waiting for another free agent to sign or two with the Saints, and then they can slot him in with the remaining cap money. Either way, like he's going to be available on Monday unless he signs a contract this weekend. Would you rather spend $90 million guaranteed over three years, maybe a fourth for Kirk Cousins in his prime, mm-hmm. or one year, let it ride, all in on Drew Brees? Not even close. It's not even close. I will take door two. Seriously, if I could get Breeze for one year all in, probably two, you know, he fought the, the Favre deal. Would I rather take a chance on a guy I think might be a top 10 quarterback for three years and 90 million, most of it, if not all of it, guaranteed, or let's say it's 28 per year? And I think he's going to be really good and I like him, but I'm not, but he's definitely not a top three to five quarterback. Or would I take a 39 year old who I know still has a great arm? And has every intangible, which is important when it comes to quarterbacks, has every intangible that you could possibly want, and take it and put him on a thirteen and three team with a very good defense still, and an offense that was much improved. By the way, with Case Keenum, this isn't a tough decision. So I would go Drew Brees as well, just because. Oh my God! And I'm how not, much fun would that be? And I'm not Brett kidding. Far repeat, but less likely to throw a devastating interception. Uh, in the NFC Championship game, although like still has that propensity, he's not he's not immune to less likely than Favre though. I would for sure say you're right on that. So the the conundrum there would be, Kirk Cousins might also be good enough to win you a Super Bowl if everything else is still intact this year, and then you would get him through his prime years until age 32, 33, and then he'd become a free agent again. Right. Uh, but Drew Brees is clearly the better quarterback right now, and one of the top five greatest quarterbacks of all time. But you wouldn't solve the problem of. Long-term no. solution, a guy for the next three to five years. Right. But that's but to me, that's secondary to 2018. And the same thing with Cousins. Like, 2018, you can win the Super Bowl. So that should be your number one priority. Your, the whole point of building a roster and finding quarterbacks is to win a Super Bowl. And you have a chance to do that right now. And Drew Brees in 2018 would give you a better chance how, to win the Super Bowl than anybody else available. How much of a percentage chance do you think that there is? Let's say, let's say Cousins signs a four-year contract. How much of a percentage chance do you think there is in three years that we look back and say, we thought it would be good, it wasn't a disaster, but it wasn't great? I don't think the you're going to regret a Kirk Cousins signing. I think the only way you would regret it. No, but it, I'm saying just, just so, do you think it's 10%, 20%? That you would just like, fully regret it? No, that, that it just, 20%. That it would be okay, but not great. The point being is... You would never regret Drew Brees. Exactly. You remove the percentage with Brees. Yeah. I mean, it would have to completely blow up. And by the way, it's a one-year deal. So if it works and you win, it's fantastic. And you bring him back if he so desires in 2019. If it doesn't work, you still went all in with a really good quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's my point. You remove the percentage of... Of it being in three years, oh boy, I, we thought it'd be great and it was okay, but it sure wasn't great. Reckless speculation. And Wendy Nix, Wendy Nix said it herself. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Brees has played his last game with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Colin tweets into the show. I thought I was over my lust for Drew Brees, and you guys are bringing me right back in. Come on, Colin, get until on them. he signs a piece of paper that has a Saints letterhead on it. 
you have to keep him yes. at least top of mind, right? You have to. I am firing up a Wilf airplane right now. I'm flying it down to meet Breeze on Monday. And then I'm telling him, Drew, this plane is yours for four years. It's just your plane. Get on the plane. You can you know, get on the plane. It's your bring the wife and kids on. Send Jared Allen too. Yeah, this is your plane. Send Ryan Longwell again. Well, you can send whoever you want. But this is your plane. Man, that would be fun. Hey, there's a reason why he hasn't signed yet. I, I just I, I refuse I to believe crazy. that it's just because they've oh we've been so busy the last two months. <laughs> this, and, it, oh man, like my kid had a thing and then I had this golf outing and charity event. It's and, either what you said. Oh, uh, we'll sign that thirty million dollar contract either, when we get time. It's either completely predicated on the fact that they that he is w- waiting to sign to take a certain amount uh because they're gonna try and sign other guys, or it's hit some type of hitch. Yeah. There's a hiccup of some sort. Mm. This is not just, uh, we're going to get it done, but we have there's, there's something at work here. Dave, what kind of questions do you have for us when we come back? You think there's not going to be some more reckless speculating about Drew Brees in purple? There will be. So much fun. Reckless speculation. Let's talk about Chris Lindahl for a second here, though. I was just hanging out with Chris yesterday, talking about some of the cool things uh, the number one REMAX results team has on the horizon for the next month or two, but let's focus in on the important stuff right now, which is you have one week left to take advantage of a potential free listing side commission between now and March 16th. One lucky Mackie and Judd listener. This is worth, I mean, well, this is worth not only thousands of dollars, but maybe even tens of thousands uh, just from working with the Chris Lindahl team. That's what you could maybe make uh, in just the sale of your home or condo on top of working with somebody else. I had this experience last year. You can get a free listing side commission. Again, if you enter between now and March 16th at chrislindahl.com, that's Chris with a K, or 763-401-SOLD, they will use all of the marketing bells and whistles to list your house for free. You get the premier Chris Lindahl team marketing campaign and experience. And time is urgent here for you to sign up at chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K, or 763-401-SOLD. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Odd combination. Yeah, well, so are my parents. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. Uh, by the way, uh, Orno and Matamidi, no score. Just a few minutes into the first period here. Class A semifinal. Orno... The three seed and Matamidi are the two seed. Good for these kids. Is Matamidi the best chance to pull an upset to actually win the A bracket? Or is it just like, is Hermantown just going to be you're number one seven the, to nothing? You're asking the wrong guy. Oh, that's right. Oh, you're I'm too the good double, for class. I'm the, I'm the double, hockey guy. I'm the double A. No, double A hockey guy. Too good for class I'm A. I'm not the, you know what? I'm sure somebody knows. but None I, of that rural crap for you? I don't know. No, it's not about rural. None of that rural. No, no, no. Big city guy. If you want to play down, I think it's fantastic. Go ahead and play down. Big just don't expect me to pay attention. Guy. You know, I'm from rural Minnesota, okay? You're from Buffalo. Yeah, which, rural Minnesota. Yeah, no, I know, which, you know, puck-wise is not that great. Oh, they went to the conference, the section final once, 13 years ago. How bad they get blown out in that game? Uh, they lost, actually, it was double overtime, uh-huh. so I clearly didn't play, but it was my junior year of high school. <laughs> and it was, uh, I believe it was a, it was at Edina, I think, 
because Edina was in the section, and they lost at in uh, double overtime or something like. Oh, really? Wow. I that. Or maybe and that was be- a class A. Or, no, no, it was. I'm sorry. Or no, was they, that tier one. No, they beat Eden Prairie in double overtime, and then went to Mariucci for the final against like Bloomington. Well, that's Jefferson double A that beat. That, oh, for sure. That's double A then. Oh, that's the big boy stuff. Well, then I love I love Buffalo. Then I'm sorry. Respect now from you, huh, John? The Jaguars program is a, a very interesting one. The Jefferson Jaguars used to be so good, and I was talking to yeah, a, back in the nineties, I was talking eighties, nineties. A buddy of mine who went to school there and graduated in eighty seven, I believe, and he was saying it is now a small school. It is now a very small because there, if if you think about it in hockey, you don't hear about them much at all. No. They are now a, I guess, much smaller school. Kennedy and Jefferson are both really small compared to what they used to be. So it's not the same as, as it used to be. But you know what? They're double A, so I'll give them credit for that. So you kids play this afternoon, play your hearts out, and I'll tune in tonight to watch the big boys. You know, Michael Beasley used to live in Orno. That's where I purchased <laughs> so his, to- his toaster so and cheese toaster. grater. Yep. A lot of pot. Go ahead, Dave. Smoked. Let's start with a Timberwolves question since Phil tried his damnedest at the beginning of the show not to jump on Andrew Wiggins and not to rip the poor young man again after a rather unsuccessful shooting night. Six of 21, was that the uh, the number, yeah. Phil? Six of 21? Yes. That's, Only six. And uh, and more than one-third of those shots came from three-point range. One of eight from uh, three-point land yep. for Andrew. Played right into the, the Celtics' hands. Aha. Uh-huh. All right, so Andrew Wiggins is a max player. At least he's signed the deal. It goes into effect <laughs> next year. He's going to be making a lot of money with the Timberwolves. have to assume, anyway. It'd be tough to deal him elsewhere, so let's just say he is still a Timberwolf throughout this contract. What is Andrew Wiggins going to be in, let's say, two to three years from now? Because it's hard for me to fathom he's going to be the same disinterested, not very successful starting player getting 40-some minutes a night that he is now? Well, I can tell you what the apologists hope he will become. And I threw this name out during his second season saying, I think this is the new hope for him. DeMar DeRozan is the is the hope. that uh, So DeRozan, and then there's a Toronto connection there, and that like Wiggins is from Toronto, and DeRozan plays for Toronto. and All Canadians are the same. That's fine. That's the thing. Like, it's... For every guy that was bad or mediocre for four or five years and then figured it out in year five, there's a bunch that just didn't figure it out. But anyways, DeMar DeRozan came in when he was 20 years old. Wiggins was 19, so DeRozan was a little older when he came into the league. And was kind of you know inefficient scorer guy, didn't really shoot well from beyond the arc, didn't really know who he was as a player. And in about year five or year six, he started really ramping up and honing his game, up over 20 points a game. He's now 28 years old. He's a four-time All-Star, averaging last year 27 points, 24 points this year. He'll grab you four or five rebounds, five assists per night, and uh, and he shoots closer to four, 47% from the field. Like that, if Wiggins could become that at some point. But the problem is you can't teach Alpha, and Wiggins doesn't have that. He's out there, and he's floating around, and it's been the same criticism for ever since high school with this guy. DeMar DeRozan has just a little more... A little more, a lot more fire and passion. And you watch him play, and there's this bleep you attitude when he plays. Um, like just his his game speaks. Wiggins' game doesn't speak. He's just out there. He's just a guy. And I don't know if you can teach those things. So I don't know if he's gonna I mean, he'll get better because he's gonna get older and he's gonna be in the league. He's not gonna if Gerald Green is still in the league after ten years, Andrew Wiggins will still be in the league somewhere. 
I just don't know if he's ever does he even want to reach his upside? Does do we know that? Like does he want to reach the upside that that could be top 10 player in the league caliber? And I don't know if the answer is yes for him. What's the question again? What will Andrew Wiggins be in 2 to 3 seasons? An Atlanta Hawk. At the rate he's going, he's going to start to bounce around in let, let's say let's say 3. He's going to start to bounce around. He's going to let this team down. They're going to panic and trade him for way less than he's worth, and you're going to get the old of the old team thinking, "Oh, we can fix him. We'll fix him. We'll trade get, him for less than we'll he's worth." Him, what do you think he's worth? We'll get him the uh, no, but I'm just saying they're, they're they're going to they're going to panic and take something. I think the first time he's traded, he'll actually get you something because there will be this there will be this thought process of the Wolves have have mismanaged him, and if we get him. I think he's going to go from being a Timberwolf uh, to being a Laker to being an Atlanta Hawk because I think there's going to be a uh, there's going to be a step there where teams are going to be convinced if we have him it's going to be different. This is the exact type of guy. This happens in football all the time, and teams are ordinarily wrong. And that guy ends up going to Team Two for a few years and then Team Three. He's going to be another club's manna from heaven. Is that what you just said? Yeah, that's they're gonna think they can fix him. He's yes. gonna have one big game out of the gate. Yes, yes, and, and then... he'll and guess what? He'll get traded, and the first time he plays the Wolves, he'll score fifty-two. <laughs> no, you're right. On how many shots? Yes. Eighty shots. 70 Seventy-four. Shots. <laughs> Seventy-four shots. But he'll score fifty-two. My, my, be impressive. my new favorite uh, annoying basketball fan is guy who doesn't understand in a timed sport where the clock is running and there's a limited number of shots that that matters, like. Well, who cares? He gets 20 points. Yeah, it took him 100 shots, and they lost by 20. So doesn't it's not helpful. Cool. Iverson got his 40 again on 63 shots. All right, congratulations. Dave, go ahead. Let's relight the reckless speculation torch, boys. Drew Brees has played his last game with the New Orleans Saints. You know, it wasn't that long ago. I think we went through the entire uh, Viking schedule, not knowing the dates and the order, but the opponents and said, Kirk Cousins is your quarterback. How do they do? Let's change it to Drew Brees. Drew Brees is the quarterback, boys. I have all 16. (laughs) How many wins are you ready? Yes. Oh, we're going through the whole schedule we're right now. We're going right now. Oh, my God. Hold Let's on. Let's do Whoa. this thing. Count your own W's and L's. Hold Let's on. go. Let's make this official here. Hold on here. Let's uh, look at it. We'll okay, start with the home games. Okay. Chicago. Win. Yep. Detroit. Win. win. Green Bay. Uh, win. Oh, that's a win. Arizona. Well, for, hold on, back win. to the Green Bay thing for win. a second. The only thing that, that really makes you pause historically, Vikings at home against Packers, is, yeah, but they have Rodgers. But when you have Breeze, yeah, that game. cancels out. And it's a home game, yes. too. Four wins so far. Keep Arizona going. got a, a win, yep. Phil. A win. Yep. Yeah. San Francisco. Win. These are all home games, so yeah, win. Yep. Buffalo. Yeah, win. oh my God. Miami. Oh, that's another win. And those New Orleans Saints. Oh, yes. sorry. Grudge match? <laughs> with a team with, that wouldn't pay him? With Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback now? I no. think 8-0 uh, no at home so is So they've swept the home portion of the schedule. Let's go to the road. Chicago. Win. Detroit. Yep. Win. Win. Green Bay. That's yeah, a loss. A, no, it's a win. Come on. <laughs> L.A. Rams. A win. You know what? I'm going to give them a loss there. Okay, I give them a they win. They just then. added. They, they're going to have two incredible yeah, quarterbacks. It's and... gonna, Peters is going to get. And uh, who who they trade for with Denver? They're going to keep to leave. Keep to leave. He's going to pick them apart. Incredible S- game. Seattle. Yeah, I mean they're trading everyone, right? They're dumping everyone. Right just let go, Richard Sherman, just now. Yeah. New England. Oh, that's going to be a tough win. No, I'm going to say 
That's your slap on the back of the hand. That's another loss. Jets. Win. Yeah. Eagles. Oh, on Thursday night, really opening night one. when Breeze. Oh. That's a Super Bowl hangover because it'll be, you're right, that'll be a, the first game of the ceremony. season. That's a super yep. tough game. Close win. And you'll be rejuvenated because Close win. you just added Drew Bleep and Breeze to your team. I got one loss. 14-2. and two. Oh! 15-1. and one. I, I got the Green Bay game. Make a case for anything but 14-2 and two or 15-1 and one <laughs> if they add Drew Brees to one of the best three defenses in the NFL. Come on! <laughs> What's wrong, Dave? I'm, I'm just so excited. What's I'm wrong? I'm so excited. Why, right why is Sports Grinch all over my Tiger love, but not over the Drew Brees hypothetical? Sports Grinch d- d- is not ready to pump the brakes on I'm, Drew Brees, but is on Tiger I'm Woods. turning up Tiger the Woods machine. is actually leading a tournament right now, and Drew Brees is a hypothetical. I'm applying, I'm applying pressure to the Vikings right now. I'm challenging them to go 15-1. and one. That's the way I see it. Should we do it again just in case Aaron Rodgers comes to Minnesota? Well, that's a couple of years down the road. It is. The defense won't be quite as good. I mean, they'll then. play Green Why Bay twice Detroit. Why is it a couple years Detroit? down the road? Maybe no. it's a couple months down the road, Judd. What if the league comes? Weeks. What if the league comes out on Wednesday and says because that uh, because Ted Thompson screwed up the IR thing, Aaron Rodgers as of this morning is on on the market or as of three o'clock is I on mean, the market. Got about five days. And then to the make Vikings announced that they have acquired Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. Do you go two-headed monster then? Do you put them both in the you're game? A wildcat. You're, you're just a, lateraling back and forth. Yeah, you see somebody chuck it. Who's going to throw it? I don't know. <laughs> Thiel, it's the Thielen digs. You could go. You know what you could do? You could just run two routes because Thielen and Diggs can be double covered and catch a pass. Max protect two quarterbacks, two receivers, and a bunch of offensive linemen. Maybe a running back. Sprano can finally run all the wildcat he wants. It'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Final question. We'll stick with the purple. Uh, Phil, you mentioned the defense there. Very good, except for the last six quarters uh, to end the season in the playoffs. Richard Sherman was also mentioned. Worth a look, yay or nay? You said two Achilles surgeries? Yeah, they uh, they volunteered up the fact he had, I think he tore the right one in Arizona and then or against Arizona, and then it turns out he had surgery on the other Achilles as well. Oh man. Um worth a look for sure. I mean, he's one of the he's a Hall of Fame caliber cornerback and it would it would probably be a one year contract, so I would say worth a look. But where does he slot in to? Well, I think he would just be because he's going to be an outside cornerback. So him and Xavier Rhodes would be your outside guys, and then I don't know, like can Trey Wayne's play inside? I guess Trey Wayne's would kind of have to be a I don't even more know. of a backup, yeah, and then you'd figure I, I out your know. your slot. So I don't know if it's the perfect fit, but you anytime a guy who has that resume is available, like you have to at least take a gander. Now, he supposedly got released by the Seahawks because the Seahawks came to him to restructure his contract, and he said absolutely not, and so he's still going to want um, a decent payday for coming off to Achilles at his age. I can only suspend my belief for so far, and Breeze basically t- takes me to the extent of suspending my belief for today's show, so I-, I say no on that. I say I'm probably pretty happy. If I'm looking to upgrade positions um, with potential veterans, i probably go offensive line first, so I would... Uh, I'd be happy to continue to develop my cornerbacks or sign a younger one, but I probably don't do this one. Yeah. 14 and 2 or 15 and 1. But then, like, we'd almost have to go through and pick the playoff bracket, too. All right. If here's, all right, I got another hypothetical question. Win. If Drew Brees were to pull an about face here, mm-hmm. and if uh, Trader Rick were to send a private plane down there and gets Drew Brees on it back to the Twin Cities, how many other teams would you favor over the Vikings to win the Super Bowl? If you were the, if it was Judd Zolgat or Dave Harrigan's sports book, 
Dot-com. Dot-com. How many other teams would you favor over the Vikings to win that Super Bowl? I don't think there's any. I mean, the Patriots are always going to be in the oh, I was going to say. But would you put Philadelphia back? I would put Philadelphia back up on top of that ranking if Drew Brees you got was Drew here. Brees? If I put Philadelphia up with the Vikings, I'd make them even about the same odds. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably always go with the Patriots first just because they're the Patriots and it's impossible to dismiss them. Yeah, I'd say I'd say New England, Minnesota, Philadelphia. Reckless speculation. Dave, any teams you'd put above the Drew Brees Vikings? Well, you ask about the Eagles. It's obviously the Eagles can't handle the Vikings defense, so mm-hmm. yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. That, that. Okay, it might be a shootout. But... Get to that 14-2 record and play the game at home. Yeah, that would be out. all right. Yeah. We're in the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd, and uh, we still have a game show in our back pocket to play at some point between now and 1 o'clock. So once we play game show music, have the number written down, 651-646-8255 or 877-615-1500. You think you like beer? Glenn Perkins doesn't just like beer. He loves it. I didn't want to just drink beer. I wanted to make it. And and I think there's nothing more rewarding than making a beer and then enjoying yourself, but also having friends that, that can enjoy your beer. Yeah! Beer! Yeah! Yeah! Perkins! Crap! IPA! Brute forward! Pretentious! Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. My three words for this baffling embarrassing and infuriating. Yeah. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. 100 ESPN bracket challenge is coming soon. You will have the chance to win a $50 Crave gift card, a brand new 55-inch TCL Roku TV, or an Napoleon Lex propane grill from Patio Town. Keep your eye on 1500ESPN.com on details for how you can sign up to win. Uh, Perk Perk was listening to that last segment, and uh, he says, "I'll take that as a compliment." Said, "It's more than a compliment. You've been enshrined on the yeah, Mackie and Judd show. Exactly. You have been enshrined. It's an honor. If you get a loves a loves blank intro of your own, you have been enshrined on the Mackie and Judge. Not to mention our very first loves beer. We've had yes. a lot of loves football, loves Olympic. Olympics. We haven't even done a, a Judd loves. I was beer. gonna say I qualify for the Correct. loves beer. Yes, there should be a ceremony. Uh, looks like we have another goal here in the Class A semifinal. Orno is up two rip now. Yep, I turned around and started to watch the game. Orno up on Matamidi two rip, so this would be a seeding upset. They are the three seed, and Matamidi is the two seed. Mm-hmm. You just found this. Uh, one of our Twitter followers, is yeah. it Al, Al, sent this to us? Yes, and it's absolutely Dr- fantastic. Our guy Drew McGarry, who's been on the show a few times, Deadspin.com, and he is a diehard Vikings fan. All caps in the headlines, come to Minnesota, Drew Brees. NFL free agency begins next week, and the biggest name available will be quarterback Kirk Cousins, who is sure to command a blessed bleep load of money from one of five <laughs> horny suitors. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Denver, Minnesota, Cleveland, Arizona, the Jets. However, that, yeah. there's a very good possibility Cousins won't even be the best quarterback available on the open market. That's because Drew Brees' contract voids next week, which would free him up to offer his services to the highest bidders. I'm going to skip ahead here. Uh, the Saints have already talked a big game about bringing Breeze back, and it would stand to reason that Breeze would want to end his career in New Orleans, to which I say, bleep all that, come to Minnesota, Drew Breeze. My team is about to turn loose their three starter-quality quarterbacks, presumably because they're aiming to sign Cousins. I do not know if this is a good idea. I could eat tape like a bleep for weeks. 
on end and still not have a solid opinion as to whether or not it makes sense to jettison Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, and Sammy Bradford to pay Kirk Cousins $30 million a year. But here's what I do know. Drew Brees is better than Kirk Cousins. Significantly better. Cousins is laminated doo-doo compared to Drew Brees. Drew Brees is a bleeping god. If the Vikings signed Kirk Cousins, I would be cautiously encouraged, but also terribly apprehensive. There's no such apprehension with Brees. Here is, uh, he's a bleeping stallion, and I want him. <laughs> he's speaking on behalf of all Vikings fans right now, by the way. I want, to jo- I want him to join the parade of aging quarterbacks who've dropped into Minnesota for one last failed title run. Mm-hmm. Here's, it's what the Vikings do best. Uh, here is a list of all the perks for Drew Brees to join the Vikings. All right. Money. A title <laughs> contender. I mean, I know the Saints are a contender, too, but the Vikings are even contenderier. A terrific defense that has no chance of staying healthy as it was last year. A better domed stadium than the bleep hole you play in. Yep, that's true. Grittier wideouts than Michael Thomas. A coach who is usually sober. <laughs> well, that no, I wouldn't guarantee that. Zim enjoys wine. I think Peyton probably drinks the hard stuff. A fireplace in the locker room. No bleep. There's a bleeping fireplace in the locker room. There is? Here's more things, apparently. I don't know. I must have been on the tour today. Uh, people who are as blandly pleasant as you are. Lakes that do not double as an active flooding threat to the entire metropolis. <laughs> Free tickets to Wolves games where you can watch Derrick Rose quit on both his team and himself in person. No plastic beads for you or your children to trip on. Quiet, classy funerals. Act like you've died before in New Orleans. Wow. <laughs> Uh, snow hogs, fans that actually wear Wranglers. It's a good one, actually. Mm-hmm. An entirely new market of suckers to sell your horrible pyramid scheme to. That's the fantasy side that I think they're talking about. Okay. It works for. All right. Kyle Rudolph, who's really impressive for like three games a year. Dalvin Cook, who's not as healthy as Alvin Kamara, but is still pretty good. And lastly, to offer Drew Brees, reasonable fans like me who totally won't go off the deep end and commit mass... Sapuku is that? Or you stab yourself with a sword when you bring us to uh, so tantalizingly close to the promised land, only to lose a heartbreaking NFC title game because the right guard stepped on your foot during the final play. I think it makes you got to pursue it. You'd be a moron if you did. You got to pursue it, right? You gotta, you gotta at least make that phone call. Come to Minnesota, Drew Brees. Come take Ziggy's money and fulfill your destiny as the Vikings' umpteenth pathetic attempt at a last best hope. You know it's the right thing to do. Save yourself from New Orleans and save me from three expensive, agonizing years of Kirk Cousins. I will bleep my pants in joy if you come here. Drew McGarry, Deadspin. One year, $32 million. Wow. Wow. And you'd still have some cap room left over, like $20 million yeah. in cap room to sign it's only one year. a defensive tackle. Yep. They One paid. You know, somebody, we thought that Brett Favre made a lot of money when he was here with the Vikings. Was, he made a million dollars a game. In, he made like sixteen million dollars. He made a million dollars a game in 09 and slightly more in, in two thousand ten, which is very frightening. Yeah. And now two thousand ten like, didn't work out. There's twenty quarterbacks who make more than that now, but obviously yep. the league and the, the salary cap have changed. I think it should happen. Two mil per game. Um, speaking of reckless speculation, all right, the Twins have been pretty quiet, and Derek Falvey has said, you know what? Well, we're probably this is most likely the roster that we're going to carry into the regular season. But someone signed yesterday, and I think it indicates, you and, you and I are going to agree on this, but it indicates the Twins might not be done constructing their roster before the season. Let's talk about this, Mackie and 